Hey, longtime listeners, it's Shades here. Just wanted to drop in and say thank you for once again spending your holiday season with Sketch and I. Here it is, our big 2021 holiday spectacular. Geeking Out is always free to listen to, but it's not free to make. So if you could be so kind to help us keep the lights on in the GoCo, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash shades and sketch, where you can listen to exclusive content you will hear only there. And uh, dropping simultaneously with this episode is our off mic, on mic conversation for Home Alone 3. So when you're done with the episode, your holidays aren't over, you get one more treat if you join us over at the Patreon. Thanks so much to all of our current patrons and thank you to all of our future patrons. All right, enough of me. Here's this week's episode. Oh, 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 hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out, Out with Shades and Sketch. Welcome back, LTLs. Welcome back, Shades. Thanks, Sketch. Welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Oh, my goodness. Guys, uh, thanks for joining us for the holiday season. Regardless of uh, the time of year and the merriment uh, that is out there, Shades and I are always setting up our GoCo in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. And uh, you know this this week to uh, to to celebrate the season. Uh, where are we sh- we set up? Oh, this, sketch! Uh, this I'm glad that you asked. Uh, we are in the Chicago suburbs. For the holidays, we are in the third floor. It's a little, it's a little scary up it's here. It's a little scary up here. Um, in in the Washington Washington Street, Chicago. Here for the holidays. Here for the holidays at the uh, McAllister house, household. But um, first, we should say we were invited. We were. Uh, no one's here. Not a soul. Just the two of us up on the third floor, hanging out. Um, and we're home alone. For the holidays. Oh my gosh. If we're home alone, then that must mean we're talking about home alone. Home alone. Sketch. Do we have a theme song? Oh, we have an iconic theme song for the holidays. Perfect. Perfect. John Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Soundtrack of our childhood. Oh, wait, is that... Uh, no? He's not in stu- Okay, no. He said not, no. He's here. He's here. He doesn't want to be Doesn't want to be in the episode. That's okay, John. Hey, have some nog. He has retired. We thought we were home from... alone. John Williams just took a paint can to the face. <laughs> Sorry, you gotta watch your step on the... Um... Yeah, you can't surprise us like that, John. Come on. Um. So, Shades. Yes, Sketch. What is your history oh. with the holiday classic Home, Home Alone? Alone? Oh, guys, we should probably say here that spoilers, spoilers for Home Alone. Home Alone. But we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the Kevin McAllister Home Alone, specifically Home Alone and Home Alone Two: exactly. Lost, Lost in New, New York. York. We will not be talking about Home Alone Three mm. or Home Alone Four or the or the the new Disney Plus the recently released Home at time Home of Alone airing for the holidays or something like that. Not so yet released for. Yeah. As of recording. So this is Kevin McAllister only. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, do we have confirmation? Is is Macaulay Culkin in in the new one? In the new one, I have make no an idea. Appearance? I I don't know. You know, I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah, a tenant of Home Alone is that there has to be an older, wiser, somewhat scary, yeah, like person who helps mm-hmm. the child who is Home Alone. Yeah, I'm saying it'd be great I'm if say, it was I'm gonna, Macaulay Culkin. I'm going to say it's. An, an older Kevin McAllister played awesome. by Macaulay Culkin. That'd be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. And if it's not, I'm going to be really disappointed. The only way to make that better is if the kid is Marv's kid. Marv's kid home alone for the holidays. <laughs> um, and Macaulay Culkin is terrorizing him. Yeah. That would be. I'm all in. I'm all in. Guys, we'll 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 get there. We'll get there. We'll maybe in the midstream. We'll we'll tell you if he was there. Uh, my history with Home Alone. Uh, this was a Graham movie. Oh yeah, this is a strong. This Graham is a movie. strong Graham movie. We need a shirt that says "This is my Graham movie shirt" or something <laughs> like that. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, that this That's this a t-shirt. is a, this is a classic Graham sketch. Movie. Get on it. Okay, we'll put some t-shirts out. Yeah. Um, this is a Graham movie, and some people like to sit in the back of the theater mm-hmm. i like to sit at the very front row very of the th- yeah i'm wow. that person i like okay. very front row i want the screen to take up my entire visual field yeah. i want to feel like i'm in the movie yeah i think this is a mo- one of those movies that i saw three or four times in theaters sure uh blew my mind yeah absolutely loved it oh yeah as a as a child yeah um had not probably rewatched it in I would say over a decade. Wow. Okay. Um, this is not like regular holiday viewing, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I had so much fun. Yeah. Rewatching this movie. Oh my. Um, I've often talked about my happy place. I cannot think of or talk about. If you can dodge a wrench, you could dodge yeah, right. a ball without yeah. bursting into yeah. like giddy laughing yeah. as I'm doing now. Um, I had the exact same. I'm thinking about it. I had the exact same reaction to Marv pulling the light switch and taking that iron iron to the the face. face. I laugh. I cry laughed out loud so hard. I woke up the dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, Elise came and checked on, like, what? are you okay? She was like, happy noises coming from shades. What What is going going on? on? Um, It's a Christmas miracle, folks. I rewatched that scene conservatively, or just the the iron falling on his, to the face, conservatively five times. Yeah, it's great. Probably more. And Daniel Daniel Stern, he sells. He sells the physical comedy. He sells the physical comedy like few others. We'll um, get, we're going to get there. We we are going to get there. So I, man, th- I think this is going to be like regular viewing. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Internet, for just being able to hop on YouTube and find Marv taking oh, uh, yeah. an, an iron, iron to, to the, the face, face. Yeah. that I don't even have to fire up Disney Plus yeah. uh, and fast forward to that scene. Yeah. Listen, the world's a little rough right now. It is. But there has never been a better time to be alive. And my evidence for that is I can hop on a device in my pocket and instantly call up Daniel Stern taking an iron to the face on a loop for an hour. This is what our ancestors want. That exists. We won, ancestors. We won. We did it. Guys, there's never been a greater time to be alive than than right now. If you like irons to the face. Absolutely. I if you agree. like physical comedy, you can watch that on a loop. Yeah. With like Packin' Packin' Bell's cannon playing in the background and just Marv repeatedly 
taking an iron, iron to ah, the and occasionally, occasionally a brick. Yeah, it is fantastic. It is longtime listeners. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a festive Kwanzaa to you, Festivus for the rest of us. I rest my case. Now, what about Home Alone Two? Home, Home Alone, Alone 2, Two in theaters? Uh, no, I did not see it in theaters. I think I saw it on television. Mm-hmm. It had a much lower st- standing. Like, if you had talked to me a week ago before I had rewatched these, I was like, oh, Home Alone 2, that movie sucks. Mm-hmm. It was like more of the same, blah, blah, blah. He's in New York, same, like, rewatched it. It's very different. Mm-hmm. It's a very different movie, and, and we'll get there. Um, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And uh, it's... We'll get there. We'll get there. In, well, then, in okay, but this is, but, this is a good, good time for sketch, me to what's say your my history, history because with... I don't think I saw either of these in the theater. It was, it was before my theater going days, but we watched them pretty regularly at, oh, at home. Oh, okay. And I, I know for a fact that um, we didn't have many VHSs, but we right. had Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Oh, and we okay. Wow. That thing, or at least you I put a hole in thing. it a lot. Did you ever put a hole in a VHS? No, I don't think I ever did. But a couple of times, we watched this one a lot. And like one of my most cherished, truly, and guys, I'm being serious here when I say this. No hyperbole. One of my most cherished childhood memories is watching Home Alone 2 Lost in New York with my father, at least the first time my father saw it, and how hard he was laughing <laughs> when. Uh, Daniel Stern, once again, was taking all the bricks, bricks to the face. To the face. <laughs> like, I can clearly hear it and see it in my mind. My father just losing it, like, in the most joyful way. I, I get that. So I, I get that. I had, I had. Good on you, Papa Sketch. I had such a. Big Sketch. Um, big Sketch. Stash. Stash Sketch. Stash Sketch. Um, I had such, yeah, he's got an iconic stash. Uh, iconic. Yeah. If your dad ever lost that stash, I think I, I think like a piece of me would die. Yeah. I've never known him without it. And uh, he, he, uh, hopefully never will. He, uh, he threatens it a lot. He does this. He puts yeah. his pointer fingers over his mustache. How, how would I look? How would I look if I got, how would I look if I did this? Strange. And I'm always like, you look like you have two fingers on your face. Like, you do. Yeah. It's not doing an what interesting you way to go through the day, stash. If my father ever abruptly showed up, Without his mustache, someone's taking a brick to the face because <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be my father, but a brick's going to get thrown. <laughs> Anywho, <clears throat> hopefully we're not recording when that so, happens. Home Alone 2, for me, it's like, your it's your Muppet family Christmas. Yeah. And 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 for for such a long time, Home Alone 2 and I, I saw both of them. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah, even yeah. had Home Alone 1. But as a kid, I loved, loved two. 2. And and I remember Home Alone 2 was always my go-to response when someone would say to me, like, well, the sequel's never as good as the first. And I would always be like, nay, Home nay. Alone 2 is so fucking good. It, like, is, it is so good. And um, and then so in, in almost an opposite reaction to you, although not, it's by no means severe, but when I watched them again for the pod, and it's probably been maybe not a decade, but maybe like five years since I've seen either of them, um, I was like, oh, you know what? Two... Maybe two doesn't surpass one. I, I'm seeing it with a more refined sure. palette now, but they're still both so good. And they're very different. I, I agree with you on that. I think I think they're both special in their yeah. own way, but there are elements to one that are just brilliant. Yeah. That I think And there's elements to one that are so magical in their in their uniqueness 
and their and their um their intimate nature because you know it's it's his house. We are dangerously close to raving. Yeah, we better get to the history of these movies. Then, um, we'll, then but, we'll then we'll start raving. So anyway, yeah. So yeah. I, I watched the, I watched two most growing up. Definitely watched one um, a lot, but you couldn't compare to how much I watched two. Right. Um, two definitely flavored my opinion of what New York was going to be like if I ever visited New York. Okay, so this I'll say this now, like. Home Alone 2 is like a museum piece for mm. New York that was. It is crazy how much of the city they captured yeah. in that movie. And it's like, oh, my God, like New, New York is a shithole. Now. I, I like New York is like this crazy caricature of itself. And it had this like charm and aesthetic that like there's really there's really nothing special about New York now. Like if you go to a major city hub, it like looks like one of these cartoon character cities that you see in movies all the time. Mm -hmm. That could be like Dubai, Tokyo, like it's gone over the top. Yeah. And like this captured like that, that Gothic New York aesthetic yeah. so well. I and wrote I in just, my notes, this, this was a love letter to New York. It really was. And it didn't, and it did, it did a really nice job between the set pieces of, of um you know the park at night and right. you know the 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 building that kevin ends up using juxtaposed to the you know the crown plaza like it really right. showed it really showed the, like the difference in the New dichotomy York. of like um, the the wealth and then well you know i i guess they were doing a renovation but yeah we'll get there yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there um, but it, sh it yeah it really shows the 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 breadth of yeah. the different ends of yeah. of life in new york and i got that i felt like this is authentically new york but yeah. I remember, but I remember as a kid being like, "Oh, New York must be terrifying." Thinking of like that scene right. of like Kevin walking by the park the first time, and like yeah. everyone's like, "You need looking for someone to tuck you in and read you a bedtime right. story," and like the people are just laughing at him. Well, the first time I went to New York was 1995, and it it looked exactly like this. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and I guess that's what I'm trying and to say is it, like today's as you're saying today's new york is different than today's new york 80s, is, yeah mid 90s, mid -90s new, york. new york was very like times square was the red light district mm -hmm. you just you didn't go there the only yep. time you went there was new year's eve because the unless you were looking for prostitution or or you know nefarious yep. you filthy animals yeah. <laughs> we'll get there We'll get you've there. been smooching with my brother <laughs> no smoochy you, you've been smooching with, with everyone that's this that's two that's right that's two Angels with dirtier faces, filthier, a filthier, filthier faces. Yeah, angels with filthy, filthy souls and, and filthier, filthier, filthier souls. souls. And the real movie is Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh, okay, that's yeah. funny. Is a real like and they, pulp noir. They like spoofed it. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, you man. got to the count of three <laughs> to get your yellow. No, dirty. Your lying, dirty, no good, good yellow keister off my, off my property. Before I pump your guts full of lead. So good. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. So much of this is iconic. Yeah, we're gonna get into rave. So let's let's uh let's Film do history? history of Home okay. Alone. <clears throat> Writer John Hughes conceived Home Alone while prepping to go on vacation. And I did not know that this was a John Hughes penned movie. Mm -hmm. And it makes so much sense now. Like it definitely has that vibe of 16 candles, pretty in pink with with a completely different premise, but like it feels like a John Hughes movie. I didn't know that's who John Hughes was. Oh yeah. And all of his movies take place in and around Chicago. Oh, okay. Um and quote John John Hughes says, I was making a list of everything I didn't want to forget and said, 
I better not forget my kids. Then thought, what if Light I left? <laughs> yeah. Then I thought, what if I left my 10-year-old home? What would he do? Initially, it was set to be financed by Warner Brothers. Uh, Hughes promised to do it for less than $10 million. Mm. But was then immediately concerned it would exceed the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, as most of it would be filmed at night. Mm. Just the the lighting alone for filming at night in 95, I guess, was uh, on location, on a soundstage, was uh, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so he met secretly with Fox to see if they would fund the project if WB proved inflexible. He was smooching with everybody. He was smooching with everybody. Uh, A copy of the script was sent to 20th Century Fox clandestinely. Early in production, production, the budget grew to $14.7 million and WB shut down production. Before they could put it into turnaround, Fox bought the rights the next day. Good on you, Fox. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin was Hughes' first choice to play Kevin, but director Chris Columbus did not like him Mm. and met with over 200 other actors. The part was uh, uh, actors including John Mulaney, whose parents refused to let him do the show. Wow. Interesting. Robert De Niro and John Lovitz both turned down the part of Harry. Mm -hmm. Uncle Frank was originally written for Kelsey Grammer, and John Candy was only available for one day, for which he was paid $414, did the film as a favor to Hughes, and all of his lines are improvised. It, and you know what? It, they felt like that, but in a very good way. Well, when I mean, Kath, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara and, and John Candy are oh, both like Second City along. So good. Like their scenes together are completely improv. When he's talking about leaving his kid at the funeral parlor. Yeah. Oh, my. I was losing Wow. It. Maybe I didn't get that as much as a kid, but now I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. He, he was just there with the corpse for, for all day. Oh, we didn't know about it. He was there for eight hours. But, you know, he, 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 he you know, was he, fine he, eventually. He shook it off, you know, eventually. about, uh, you know, six, seven months later, he, he started talking again. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So that. And Gather, I was just like, okay, can you just. Right. No. Oh, but like so both, they're they're both yes and actors, yeah, and just just fantastic. Um, Joe Pesci was a surprise choice. He said yes to the role of Harry, and he want he was afraid he was getting typecast as like a, a tough guy actor working with Scorsese, and nobody really understood why he wanted to do this movie. Mm-hmm. But he was purposefully mean to Macaulay Culkin, mm. Be, uh, like. To the kind of concern of the cast and crew, because he wanted Macaulay Culkin to be legitimately afraid of him. Yeah. And also, he later confessed because it pissed him off that everyone was pampering Macaulay Culkin so much. <laughs> and he he didn't consider him a real actor. Mm-hmm. Um, in a rehearsal for the scene where they hoist him up onto the coat hook mm-hmm. and threatens to bite off his fingers. Yeah. Pesci actually bit him during rehearsal, requiring first aid from the onset uh, nursing staff. Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin still bears the scar to this day. That's kind of cool. It, it is, but it's also horrifying. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, like, like, I'm sure the number is surprisingly high, but how many people can claim to have a Pesci scar? You know? oh, I, I'm, you know, I feel like that number is surprisingly, surprisingly high, high yeah. based on the movies that he's done. Um, but they, they are, they remain friendly. 
uh, and they remain in touch to this day. It, it comes across, and especially on that coat hook scene, you see you're afraid the, the from a color. Yeah, in, he is legitimately afraid. Um, so listen, I'm not. You also I'm not condoning it, but I'm also saying you also see the concern in Daniel Stern's face. <laughs> Where is it yeah, and I Where's did the going? research, and I was you know. That scene has always stood out to me. And then I rewatched it and Daniel Stern's kind of like side eye looking at Pesci the whole time. Yeah. yeah. He's not looking at Kevin. He's like, he's like pointed at Kevin, but he's like side eyeing yeah. Pesci and the whole time. And it works because Marv's you can afraid also think too. Marv is yeah, like, he, like, oh this, shit, he's going to kill this kid. We're, we're, we're going from, we're going from flooding, burglary to flooding people's flooding houses, houses to mur child murder. To, to, yeah. Like this is, we're in trouble. Yeah. You know, like Frank is losing it. Yeah. And Daniel is thinking, Pesci's losing it. Yeah. And it just works on, it on, yeah. on film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got for, for history. Anything for two or just like it was such a Sure, yeah, I can. Uh, so then... two was such a success that, it, it, I'm sorry, one was such a success that a sequel was greenlit immediately. Yeah. Um, with a drastically increased budget. Oh, yeah. The, the concept for going to New York came about organically and immediately. Um, it involved the same cast crew as the original movie. And um, there, there was some difficulty to filming in New York mm. at the time, which feels strange to say, but you had to have a permit to shoot somewhere in New York before New York would give you a, a shooting permit okay. to film in the city. So you had to have like a base of operations mm -hmm that you were going to be filming in for an interior before they would just let you shoot in New York. Okay. Which is why so many movies that take place in New York often have New York montages because mm -hmm. they don't have permits and they like film it out of the side of a van, right. particularly in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Um, so they could not get permission from like any New York landmarks to, to have that be their base of operations. And so they set upon the Park Plaza Hotel. Mm -hmm. And in order to get permission to film there, Chris Columbus recounts the story that in order to get permission to film there and get their New York filming license, they had to get permission from the building's owner, mm -hmm. whom mm -hmm. at the time was Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. usually you have a, a staff or office that deals with these things. Oh, sure. And Chris Columbus says, quote, the bastard answered the phone himself wow. and demanded to be in the movie or else we couldn't get a permit. And he is. And he is. And he imagined that they would just cut the scene and it would never it would never make it into them. They would film it. He'd get to do his thing. They get their permit and then it, they'd cut it and it would never be in the film. Yeah. When they screened the movie, it got the biggest laugh. Really? Of the cut. Wow. That. I don't I don't know, but that got one of the biggest reactions, or if not the biggest. So they left it in. No. Yeah. The rest is um, history. The rest is history. Could you imagine like if he he would like slipped on a bunch of marbles? That was his big oh, scene. Man, that would be amazing. I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. Um but yeah, he like they and uh, there's a whole story. Chris Columbus has told this story, Macaulay Culkin has told this story that it was, you know, it was not a fun experience. Yeah. Shooting with the Donald. Yeah. Um, and there is a growing movement of which 
Macaulay Culkin has endorsed and has said he will do it for zero dollars mm-hmm. to digitally replace Trump with an older Macaulay Culkin. Oh, that's funny. And so Kevin would ask himself that would, that would, for and that I would just open feel, up. That would be so timey wimey. It really would. It would just be so fun. That would be very fun. Um, I would like to see that. Just the be, technology exists. Ex- that's what I mean. It would be so easy to do that at this point. It would yeah. just be fun to see an older Macaulay Culkin interact with himself. Yeah, I think that would be really fun. Yeah, because um, it's a nothing scene. You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. it's, you, you can whatever you're, cut it from the movie. Whatever you're, you're not lacking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like you could just do that for fun, and then it just if if you haven't seen it, which you have, we've, we've all seen it. it. You just ask where lobbyists. Right. That's it. That's, That's it. it. It's a nothing scene. And Donald tells him where lobbyists. That's yeah. it. I mean. There's the joke is that it's him. Exactly. That, that's it. Yeah. Like, why would the well, uh, the, the back end of that is he only owned the hotel until 1995 mm-hmm. uh, and he sold it at an eight million dollar loss oh because the hotel had gone down. So Hill from 1992 to 1995. Wow. Bummer. I mean, that's the joke. That's the joke. But yeah, I mean, there's there's no conceivable way that like this kid would interact with the owner of like the owner of the hotel yeah. in that to add, it, it's 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 such a like nothing joke it is yeah i agree yeah so by the time the movie came out the park the park plaza's reputation had already like kind of plummeted good thing they got that home alone bump I, exactly um so th- like that was the joke yeah that was like the joke wound up being inadvertent that like the hotel was doing so poorly that the owner of it is giving directions in the lobby yeah which is lost, which is lost on us in 2021. But so put Kevin McAllister in there, Kevin yeah, McAllister Senior. Exactly. Perfect. Love it. All right. So that's the history of the that's Home Alone. That's the history of the Home Alones of one and two. Of one and two. That's all I found for one and for one and two. Perfect. Um, sketch. Yeah. Um, uh, how much do you think they made? How much do you think they cost? All right. First one cost. $14,414. That's a great guess. That's because you said it earlier. I did? Yeah. Oh. You're talking about how much the budget went oh, up Oh, the to, budget ballooned. And um, and then John Candy only took $414. So I, I added it together. <laughs> hey, there you go. And I got what I consider to be a pretty close estimate. He's quick, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Uh, it cost $18 million. Okay, so it still went up a little yeah, bit more. John Candy asked for a little bit more yeah. than that fourteen four. Yep. Or for $14. Okay, I think it made a, a bunch of money. I think it made fistfuls of money. You would be correct. I think it made $98 million. Oh, that is a very low. That's guess. low for a high amount of money? Yeah. $150 million. Still low. $238 million. Still low. Still Sketch. low. It made $476.7 million. Wow. wow. That's like that's like Avengers money. Mm. And that's just the first one. In nineteen in nineteen ninety. Yeah. That like when you adjust for inflation, that's like Avengers money. That's crazy. Okay. How about Home Alone 2? All right. So they got a bigger budget. I think they got a considerably bigger budget. So I will say we're up to uh forty million dollar budget. Uh that that's very I high. doubled it and then you gave did, a little yeah. more. So it cost twenty eight million. Oh, okay. So But so. you're absolutely right. A lot of that was shooting on location yeah. in New York. Okay, so twenty eight million, and I think it did. I think it did just as well, if anything, lower than the first, but just as 
just in that ballpark. Oh yeah, made three hundred and fifty nine okay. million dollars. Which to me is still okay. Stupid yes, I know of I'm money. off by millions of, of dollars. But right. Stupid amount. It's next stupid, to amount stupid amount. Of, amount. It, you know, it's a very simple movie. Yeah. That's a stupid amount of money. Yeah. It and it and it all kind of hangs on Macaulay Culkin. Oh yeah. No, no, it does. Yeah, and if you watch the first one and you don't like Macaulay Culkin, you, uh, you're, you're not, not going to go to the second movie. You're not going to go to the second movie. Yeah. Yep. All right. All important internet scores. All important internet scores. IMDb gives Home Alone a 17 point. I'm sorry. Wow. That's incorrect. This is a new. It's a 10 scale. IMDb gives it a 7.6. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critic score 66, fan score 80. Wow. Metacritic 63, critic score, fan score 82. 93% of Google reviewers love this movie. I gave it a 95. Holy shit. I gave it a 95. Hey! Hey, look at that. We did yeah. it. It's excellent. It's so good. I don't know what these people are thinking. Long time listener, we just high-fived. It doesn't make for great audio. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I gave it a 90. I also gave Home Alone 1 a 95. It's so good. fan flipping tactic. It's so good. I yeah. agree. All right. How about two? Two. Uh, IMDb, a 6.8. Critic score, a 34. Fan wow. score, 61. That's Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic, 46. Critic score, 71. Fan score, 93% of Google reviewers love this Thanks, movie. Google. I gave it a 90. I gave it a 92. Hey, there we so go. So look at that. We're, we're like, we're my on the same My average picture. for Home Alone is a 92.5. And my average is a 94. Hey, there you go. They, I mean, holiday classics. How do you, how do you? They really are. And let me tell you something without without um, pulling the curtain back too much here. You can watch these at any time of year. And oh, it'll yeah. put you in the Christmas spirit. It, yeah. Now, you I know. You texted I, that to me. I know it's Christmas right now. You're like, I, for you, and we watched this time of watching was around Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> like, and I was completely out of the Halloween mindset. Yeah. And 100% into Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was like Skip any right big box it. store right now. I'm just 100% into Christmas. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Christmas in July, Christmas in September, Christmas in October. Anytime is Christmas when you're throwing paint cans at criminals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that was our family tradition. Yes. I still feel really bad for John Williams. Oh, my God. <laughs> he really, the nose. He'll never be the same. He did that. He did that classic. Oh, yeah. Word. That was the sound of a tool chest. <laughs> Falling down, down the, the stairs. stairs. <laughs> there are so many good oh my God. deliveries. In, oh, in so good. Um, shall we start with raves? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Another d great delivery I loved it too was was um when when Macaulay when Kevin is throwing the paint cans down the stairs and they're counting. We're coming up well, the yeah. stairs. There's, oh, there's one. Harry. <laughs> oh, you got me right in the, the shots. That's two. And then they go up and they get hit by the uh, lead, lead, the pipe, lead just, sewer pipe. And then you're doing the, that's, that's three. three. And then the and snap then cuts the rock. And, and Joe Pesci's little, oh, no. And the clunk. That's four. I mean, they sell it. They I sell it so was well. losing yep. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, then and now. Yeah. Then and now. Yep. All it's right. so good. Let's it's get so official, good. Official rapes. Okay. Um, the whole thing hangs on Macaulay Culkin, as I said, and he's fantastic. He's just a fantastic actor. And when he turns to camera 
and starts pulling a Deadpool, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. He's perfect. Yeah. He is. Per I mean, I don't know how old Macaulay Culkin was when he did the first the first one. Probably 10, maybe. If that. Yeah. This is somewhere around that. Somewhere around that age. He's fan fucking tastic. Yeah. And, or, or when he's like waxing on philosophically, it's endearing and genuine. Like when he, when he like has, when he's monologuing his, his inner voice mm -hmm. for us or turns to camera and, and just breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. It, it's perfect. You forget that he's a, he's not a child actor. Well, he's just and an I, excellent and actor. And I think that's um, one of the big strengths of, of the movies too. I mean, the scenes where he is, talking to an adult as an adult yeah um he's very good like when he's right. talking to the cashier right, right. in the first movie and she's like is this here by yourself she's like he's like ma'am right i'm 10 years old i'm afraid to go to the bathroom by myself or whatever right. he yeah, says yeah, yeah. he's like my mom's in the car right and then and then he's doing like all these things he buys the little toys nah, for the kids right so, right, right, right yeah is tv dinner's any good I'll give it a shot. You know, like, and he's just, so, and when he talks to the, the so hotel good. people, he's yep. he's great at at that turn of like, I'm a kid, but of I can course, talk like a grown up. Right. Of course I'm not here by myself. Yeah. Of course, of course this is, yeah, I know how this looks. Yeah. I know how this looks. I know how this looks. Let me assure Let, you, yeah. it's not that. And it's never, it's never like, um, it's mischievous, but it's, it's never with malice. No. The only the only thing I will say, and I don't fault him for this, is it it is mean spirited when he's talking to his family. His family, yes. But his family is terrible. We're, we're gonna get there. We're so get there. Yeah. um like I don't blame the, him. Yeah, for the it. Only and it's time more believable that he's horrible to his family because his family's horrible to him. Yeah. It's just a horrible family. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um yeah, no, he's he's wonderful. Um Okay, well, okay, okay, that's a good that's a good um segue into this rave of mine, which th uh there's a lot of growing between one and two. Yeah. And and in a lot of areas. So I think I think Macaulay's performance in two is even better. Yeah. In two, like he's grown as an actor. Um, but also, yeah, I like that. So that was Macaulay's performance. But yeah. I like that Kevin, like right. He's retained the lessons of one. Like, he, yeah, he's not a blank slate, right? Too. He, and this, yeah. we're not just. And I, yes, I know. In a lot of ways, we're redoing one. But I'll, I'll talk about the pigeon lady. When, when he he meets right. her, you know, obviously she she fills the role of the the snow shovel slayer, right? Um, and he he immediately is afraid, just like he was a snow right. shovel slayer. But he stops himself he immediately, and stops he's like, himself. "Oh, okay, yeah. I'm having a gut reaction, and, right. and sorry about I that. know better than this." I love that. I yeah. love that. Like we're not just ignoring the growth he made in right. one from the beginning of one to the end of one. Like we're, yep. now we're continuing on that, and and then just everything grows into like obviously the budget was pushed into it where the the, the pranks get right. a little more elaborate, a little more deadly, definitely. Right. Um. Everything into like elevates yep. now you heard both of our scores that doesn't necessarily translate into scores right but the effort was there like the effort across the board in every part of making this movie was like let's do what we did in one but put more effort into right it. more effort and and, and sometimes that paid off yeah. and sometimes it didn't but i did appreciate the fact that everything was they tried let's dial yeah. it up just a little bit more yep yeah and not to like levels of cartooniness no 
while no. at the same time you have a very like cartoony action sequence that it that it but it hinges upon i mean that's the yeah. yeah that's that's what the kids are there for yep um but yeah so like everything even even the um i find two to be more christmasy than one. Oh yeah uh there's, oh, there's absolutely like one takes place during christmas but it, yeah i would argue that one is not a christmas yeah movie. it doesn't necessarily give you the christmas feels other than it takes place at christmas there's a lot of visuals of christmas yeah two is like a christmas message in yes there. two is very much a christmas like moral a yeah. moral of christmas yeah. story yeah and well this brings me to my next race oh, we're just flowing we're we're harry and marvin it we are crowbars up <laughs> Dink. um i love that by the I way love that too uh, yeah i forgot about that when we were demoing my old place would you crowbars up my dad and i turned to each other crowbars up nice yeah um the cinematography particularly of the first one and i, I like that you said that the second one is a christmas movie mm-hmm. the first one is a neo-noir movie it's shot with all low dutch angles and like it's like the camera is often off kilter and you have like the spider that's like creep crawling through the house mm. and you're often like shot from those like low dutch angles at the spider mm-hmm. to like emphasize its size and scope and it it's contrasted against um angels with filthy souls yeah a fake noir but it's it's like a love letter to noir film mm. and it's very dark and it's very cynical oh, and yeah. it's like you you believe that harry harry wants to murder kevin yeah. And like in the second movie, they Pesci wanted to murder because Joe Pesci wanted to murder Macaulay, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. There was no acting there. And in the second movie, they're like not even pulling a job. Once they see Kevin, they want to kill him. They just want to murder him. Yeah. Like Kevin, job is Kevin secondary in the second. Their yeah. plans, and now it's just like that's it. He's just, pushed us too far. Yeah, we're nothing would give me more pleasure yeah. <laughs> than to murder you right. or whatever he says. They, 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 the, the plan is secondary in the second one yeah. to like the heist. Mm-hmm. They, that's just like embedded in their soul heist. They just straight up want to murder him from the time yeah. they see him. And they come very close in the first enco- encounter. Yeah. I don't care if I get the chair. I'm killing that yeah. kid. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I, that's not Harry. That's just Joe Pesci. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm going to murder this kid. Yeah, very few people know this, but he was incarcerated. He was, yeah. yeah. So um, I lo- I don't think there's another movie like this with, with that scene inside of scene. And it's not a real movie, Angels with uh, Filthy, Filthy Souls. Souls. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in a matter of hours. Mm-hmm. It was, like, populated with props from an antique store and, like, John Hughes and Columbus's, like, personal accoutrement because they both like uh, film noir. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they it was shot in one take. Yeah. And it's fucking brilliant. It and is. it's it's, like, s- such a contrast when, like, you see how that's shot and filmed. And then when you see how, like, the movie that we're watching is shot in film. It parallels so well with like the outline of the silhouette behind the door, Marvin Harry with their silhouettes behind the, the kitchen door. Yeah. Like it is a neo noir movie. And I love like you brought, when you brought that up about the second movie, it's a Christmas moral story, like along the lines of like, do you remember like the, the Prancer movies when we were a kid that were TV movies where like they have to rescue Prancer no it's like a lot like you have you like you have to you have to save christmas you gotta save christmas it's a save christmas it's movie. A save christmas movie and the first one is not a save the, the, christmas no. movie 
at all. And it's it's film noir. Have you it's seen neo noir? And I love it. Have you seen the um the people online who who um they take the footage from Home Alone one and they they recut it and make horror trailers? No. Oh my god, we gotta what? watch one of these. Oh later. my god, we gotta so, watch one. So there there are people who just you just use editing. They don't use any. Alt, they don't alter the footage. They don't. They just they, re-edit. They just it. re-edit the footage and they make like a horror trailer oh about Kevin being like this maniacal little like devil child. Oh, I'm, I'm sh- yeah. yeah. We, we gotta watch it. I'm um, sure. Um, and you know what? And and then in two, I was I was constantly impressed in two by some of the camera work in two. Like when he's yeah. walking through the um, when he's walking through the park. I don't know why it stuck out to me. Kevin's walking through the park. And he he stops in front of the statue and the camera's way up above the yeah. statue's shoulder and he's pointing. And Kevin is basically just on his hand, like right. perspective wise, yep. and he's pointing off towards the hotel. I was that's one of those instances where I'm like, that was effort. Yeah. That was like you saw that, you framed that in your mind and it's of how you want to put the different camera. cinematography than yeah. the first movie. It's like uh, yeah. you know, and I appreciate that. We're not like just rehashing it. But yeah. Again, there's a lot that's yeah. the same, but guys, there's so much that they tried. I've given Chris Columbus some flack. You have. I have publicly said on this podcast, he is my quote least favorite director. Yeah. I got to take that back. He, he knocked him out. I got to take it. Two. I got to take it back. I did not realize these were Chris Columbus movies. Yeah. I don't know what happened between Goonies and Home Alone. The guy learned how to work with kids. Yeah. And he can he can make he can make a fucking good movie. Yeah. So Chris Columbus, uh, no longer with us. He can't hear that apology. But uh, too little, too late, I guess. But I said it. Seance him in. Just apologize. Wait, uh, I'm, it is creepy I'm being told up here. We, we have Chris Chris Columbus. We have exhumed. His we co- have. Oh my gosh, that is. Oh my gosh, Chris Columbus just took rem- a right rem- hand to the face. <laughs> Those steps are dangerous. No one should be coming up here. Why are there just paint cans waiting on, on triggers? Um, Whose house is this? Um, you know what's fitting? The house of a serial killer. We've already said, so we've already said, um, spoiler alert for, for how things are, are made. Uh, but yeah, we watched this in October. I actually watched the first one on Columbus Day. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, this is, maybe this is going to be a new tradition. This is maybe. how I observe Columbus Day. I watch Home Alone. That, sure. Um, which was funny. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I watched this. Uh, no, I already know that I'm going to be watching this again many times because yeah. Do- Doodle watched it with me. Oh, my God. And he effing loved oh, it. Oh, I can only imagine. And uh, it's we've already watched it again since. Oh, my goodness. And so it'll, I'm sure it's going to be on. It's it's, it's Doodle's favorite movie. Yeah. He's leaving a lot of um, nails point side oh, up is... on shingles around, which is a little troubling. That's problematic. Um, but I think I shook him from that behavior because I told him if he did it again, I was going to bite off his fingers. There you go. So I think well parenting steps from Mr. Pesci. You know what's funny? The one scene I've I've we haven't really watched obviously anything scary with Doodle because uh, right now I'm, he's three. Sketch. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm being told from the control room that we have a uh, child protective services okay, on the line. Uh, you're gonna need to take that. I've I've never seen him be more somber and serious than when the angels with filthy souls scene played out <laughs> and i just looked over because he's on the couch with me and he's just like staring at it mouth agape and i'm like hey bud it's 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 just pretend and he's like it's okay he's, yeah it's and so I'm like, terrifying are you okay and he just like nodded slowly. i remember as a kid being like i, was like, I could worry. feel the anxiety yeah. in my like, like i remember that feeling in my chest of like worry. oh no oh no but now he calls us all filthy animals <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh this is not 
<laughs> I love it. This is not going to be good. Next time I see Doodle, I'm just be like, hey, filthy animal. He's going to say to you, oh, you filthy animal. And you're going to be like, oh, you like Home Alone? And he's going to be like, what's Home Alone? Yeah. You filthy animal. You filthy animal. <laughs> You've been smooching with my brother. <laughs> You've been smooching everyone. Oh, okay. Rave. Next I don't rave. know who that actor is, but he's fantastic. Who is it? It's the next rave of mine? Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Let's just go ahead and say it right now. Uh, the movies were and still are the perfect trifecta of physical humor, practical effects, and actors' performance Strong merged green. together. I mean, those scenes are iconic. Yeah. And they are over 30 years old at this point. Uh, yeah. Yep, they are. And, and you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who who can't remember a paint can to the face. Right. You an, know, iron, an iron, an to, the iron to the face. A lot a of face damage. Uh, Joe Pesci burning his hair mm. like twice. Blowtorch to the head. Um, it's and it's not just the the um, the setups are great. I yeah. mean, his yeah, his yeah. setups are great, and and they're this mixture of inventive and whimsical, yeah, and dangerous and sadistic. And but having having now stepped on my fair share of glass, yeah, oh, God. those. That the, out of out of everything that they is, go through, yep, the Marv Marv's first stepping on the, the on nail. the nail, and then the Christmas the ornaments, Christmas ornaments oh. the glass Christmas ornaments. Oh. I have, yeah, I mean, oh, that hurts. Ours, uh, uh, the long time listeners, You're, the the human foot is a bleeder. Oh yeah, I mean that is the slightest, yeah, I, slightest tap, and you are you are. Uh, I give it to Marv for yeah. Um, Continuing on through through those after, movies. I mean, and he stomps on yeah. that glass. At that okay. point, he's just oh. like, and they're popping. Yeah. Oh. oh, I know it's. I know it's like, um, you know, breakaway. Oh, yeah. Like bottles. No, no. To the, you, you, but you, I mean, you, he's stomping on. You and he's rationally like, know that, but when you're watching it in yeah, the movie, he's just like grits his teeth and he's like, I'm gonna murder this kid. And and at that point, he's just driven by blind this, rage to this, murder Kevin. This time watching it, I was like. Marv, just like sweep it with your foot. Like sweep exactly. It After you foot. step on the first one, just sweep it out of the way. Oh. He just stomps but, on those fuckers. Gosh. Um. But that. But what Daniel sells Str- them? Give that man an Oscar. And that's that's what I'm saying. What sells the traps more than anything is the 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 way they are yeah. performed and the way they are reacted to by Pesci and Stern. Stern yep. is better better at it yes. than Pesci. I mean. Definitely the well, the Pesci aspect to things is that like it's Joe Pesci getting knocked around right. and like being funny, but like Daniel Daniel Stern's screams <laughs> are on par with like yes. I think I said in way back in our Jurassic Park episode yep. that um, Lexi's scream yeah. with with the T Rex is like one of the best screams yeah. in cinema. Daniel Stern's, Daniel Stern yep. scream with the spider. Yep, and um and the pigeons in yes. the second movie are. Fantastic screams, yeah. and the traps wouldn't be as iconic if you didn't have those reactions right. to them. And he, he had an ability to like not just express pain, but you believe that the expression of the pain he is feeling is specific to the injury that he sustained. Oh yeah, it's not like he just has a stock like react like. This very goes into my next rave, but like Pesci's, Pesci's doing like 
a, a Yosemite Sam yeah. character. He's like, oh and yeah, like, and like, he literally does. He literally, yeah, he's literally doing Yosemite Sam. But I mean, you believe that that's that character. Mm-hmm. Daniel Stern is... Because you're like, Joe Pesci, you can't swear in this you movie. Can't, so he's like, swear. all right, then and, I will and say And interestingly it. enough, it's Daniel Stern that slips a shit in oh, in the first he, movie when um, when he sticks his head through the... Mm. The, the dog, the dog door. door against the oh, pellet BB gun to the head. Yeah. yeah, BB to the head. Yeah. Um, Hello. Yeah, Pesci was not able to... Uh, to swear during the movie and he and so he, he just he does rasp frasses yeah he waxes yosemite sam and i mean daniel Stur- he sells the injury like you when he steps on glass yeah. his reaction is different than getting an iron, iron to, to the, the face, face. Yeah. or or a paint, paint can to the face like yeah. you believe that or electrocuted or electrocuted that the oh man the electrocution <laughs> that was another one that my dad lost it at well, what's really fun about that, <clears throat> excuse me, is that um, that uh, hair, that Marv um, dummy when he turns to skeleton yeah. briefly is, I don't know what came first, if it's Grateful Dead's Touch of Grey, where they all turn into skeletons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was first or Home Alone was first, but with the the paint all over it, that is the prop from that video. Neat. And I don't know if they reused the prop. Mm-hmm. Where the prop was created for the video, but I saw it immediately. I was like, "Oh, that's from Grateful Dead, Touch of Grey." And I went and looked at it, and it is actually. I mean, another another check in the in the column of Kevin is sadistic. Is that is that Marv is there getting electrocuted, and you pan to Kevin who just dials, dials it, up. it up. Kevin uh, Marv is already right, and Kevin's like, "Do do do do, yep. do turn turn turn." <laughs> oh shit, Kevin! Holy, you shit. already stopped the robbery, right? Exactly. Now, now that's just now. You know, we've we've just escalated this to. Yeah. We're gonna get there. We're getting there. We're gonna get there. Yeah, that was. Uh, there's a big. There's a big case to be made that that Kevin is the real villain of the movies. Oh yeah. 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 He's but like uh, a, he's like a Punisher in the second movie. Is like, it? He's only the hero he, because he's yeah he's stopping a a bad thing from right. happening. He is in but the he's second stopping movie, a bad thing with a bad thing. Yeah, in the second movie he you're right, he's like the Punisher. Yeah. He's just he there they straight up want to kill him and he does murder them. It's premeditated. Yeah. And he's Oh, it's very premeditated. It's, the second one in particular is premeditated you and can, he's You can you can say the first one obviously is self-defense because yeah. they're attacking his home, but he's luring them to a trap house. Correct. Yeah. He is like HH H. Holmes level yeah. created a murder house. Yeah. When that pigeon flies out of Daniel Stern's jacket, at the, I, I forget every time, every time. And then the cops have him and Joe Pesci, shut up. And the, the pigeon, yeah. Amazing. Every time. Um, every time. I think it's my rave. Yeah, it's your rave. Okay. They never turn Kevin into a superhero. No. With, like at the end of the day, the adults always get the better of him and wisely an older, wiser adult who Kevin has written off in some way rescues him mm-hmm. i think that's so smart and i think the setup was better in the first movie yeah. but um i i like that even in the second movie even though they've turned him into like a serial murderer mm-hmm. um he still he still is a child who can be outsmarted yeah. or gotten the better of by adults i mean he, he slips on ice like out of everything right. he's done he, he he's not aware enough of his uh, surroundings to yeah that's up. yep um all right well yeah, no, and I, I very much, our raves are just yeah. flowing so great into each other. We're a good team. My, we're, we're a regular. Harry we, and Marv. Are we the geeky bandits? 
Yeah, we'd be the geeky bandits. We're the geeky bandits in this this episode. Um, Crowbar's up. Everything about the Snow Shovel Slayer is a big rave for me. I loved yeah. the uh, the the setup with Buzz like creepily talking about the rumors about this guy. I loved how the 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 filming was framed so yeah. that Kevin like you could see that like. Kevin was Kevin like terrified Macaul- of Macaul- this kid. Macaulay Culkin was mildly afraid yeah. of, and, of him, and like you know, as as and I was too as a kid. Yeah, like, oh I was yeah, terrified. I was so afraid of him. And as as an adult, I'm watching it going. I'm looking at it a little more discerning. Like, yeah, there's nothing really terrifying about him, but the way I'm seeing him is well, it's for those low Dutch yeah. angles with his boots. Yeah, like and the, the boots. Yeah, and it's so interesting because he's dressed so well and yeah. so properly, but then those boots. Yeah. Which like, makes with, sense because he's shoveling all the time. Exactly. But also, if you murdered your family, yeah. it's a great way to hide the evidence because it it's rubber boots. Way. Yeah. And um, and then the scene in the church, like, it gets me. Like, yeah. I, I remember being a kid going, oh, this is really nice that he's finding out he's a nicer guy. Right. But then now as a grown-up, quote-unquote grown-up, saying, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> finding how sad he is because right. the divide in his family right. and, and um how genuine he was like just asking kevin like right. you know um if he's been good and you right. know and just he sees that kevin there's a divide with him and his family and he's like right. well, listen I, you know you could wind up like me. me and then kevin in his childhood innocence is just like that's well, just call him yeah, just, just call him. like you would, you'll never know i mean right, right now you're living not knowing you call right. him and then at least you'll know one way or right. the other. And then God, that look at the end of the movie yeah. when Kevin looks out the window and the snow shovel just, slayer like, looks back him. and yeah. gives him a little wave yep. and a knowing nod. I'm goosebumping. Yeah. Talking about it's it. So well executed. It's, you, like it's beautiful. Yep. It's the, it's the beautiful part of this story. Well, What works so well too, is that um the, the framing of the cinematography, like you were saying, the cut on the hand, the camera is like shooting that Dutch angle up through the glass and he slams his like bloody hand down yeah. on the counter. The movie is telling us we can't trust this character that yeah. he's dangerous somehow. And then, the framing of that shot is their their peers. They're on equal yeah, footing, on equal. and you know we have a very soft lens, a soft focus on both. Yeah, and it's it's just really it's well. The beautiful. movie's now like, it really is beautiful. It's the visually movie, beautiful, yeah. but it's emotionally beautiful. Yes, and um, I'm very happy that mom gets home for Christmas and they yeah. have their moment. But but that was a better moment. That was a better moment yep. between between Kevin and and that guy. So, yep. um. Oh, and my my heart is warm just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a fun little aside. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor who plays Buzz. Yeah. Um, I didn't write it down, but he's he's a distant cousin of Yuli's. Oh, that's funny. That is fun, and he also plays uh, Tinfoil Hat Kevin in Amazon's The Tick, which is oh, fantastic. Oh, okay. Did you watch season one? I did. Okay, yeah. So he's he's Tinfoil Hat Kevin. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think it's like amazing that he. His most recent role was playing a character named Kevin. Six degrees of Buzz McCall's McAllister. Yeah. yeah. There, there That's we go. That's funny. That's a fun, yeah, fun little aside. Um, I have a few more I do too. Raves. I have more raves. Okay, cool. Um, I go, We could rave for days. We could. Isn't it nice? I feel like lately we haven't had raves for days. I like agree. For the Christmas, for the Christmas time. For the holiday, the holiday season, season, yeah, it's great to be raving for days. Yeah, guys, buckle in. We're jolly. Um, Tim Curry, 
Rob Snyder and Dana Ivey's hotel staff. Mm -hmm. They are just like perfect screwball comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, with the with their suspicion and their hijinks. Yeah. And that scene in the, the all of the exchanges that Kevin giving him a stick of gum to to Snyder, um, Tim Curry like spying on the the bozo inflatable. Yeah. And then apologizing, and then to, apologizing Kevin. to Kevin later. My like, father already left. You're probably not going to see, see him for the rest him, of the trip. Sir, would you want to see someone who snuck saw, saw your butt in the shower? Yeah. And like Curry's, like the way those three adults particularly act off of Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. is perfect. Well, it, it's so good. And again, we're just rolling into each other. We are. I want to talk about Tim, Tim Curry here for a second. Okay. Because I think one this of is our second. Tim Curry property this season, Artisan yeah. Skull. It's the holiday of Tim Curry. It is. And Tim I was Curry waiting for, for him to start munching on a sesame cake. Um, I I need a reaction gif or gif, whatever you say, but I need someone to make it for me of the phenomenal <laughs> transition between the Grinch's snide <laughs> grin and to Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yeah. Beautiful. It is. Loved it. Yep. And I think I love Tim Curry in it all, all the way across. Do you think he was mugging? Do you think he was mugging on it that it, he could see it on? Maybe. In the room and he was mugging Maybe. on it? I think so. I, I think that's Tim Curry's my, genius. My favorite Tim Curry performance in this movie is something physical. It's not even a line he says. Okay. But when he when he says to um, Kevin's mom, you know, you can't go out there. You know, right. It's like, this is like New York and you can't go out right. there. And she just tears into him and just like <laughs> his lip quiver. Yes. Is so it is. authentic that you see the terrified man that he is with the facade that he keeps up of being a well put together. Right. Excellent New York he connoisseur. Melts perfectly. And, and yeah. just that little lip yep. quiver. And he says, do, do bring a coat. It's quite chilly. Yes. Yeah, I. Yeah. I was like, that's it. That's that's the peak of yep. Tim Curry's performance in this movie. That's so good with just yeah. a little lip quiver. I loved it. So good. Uh, I, I agree. And I, I'm going to piggyback right off of that with Catherine O'Hara. She oh is, she's always, I mean. She's always a rave. She is a national treasure. treasure. Um, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched enough of uh, Shit's Creek. Oh, my God. She's the best part of that show. And she's I love so that amazing show. and didn't want to do it. Did the pilot as a favor yeah. to Eugene Levy. Yeah. Um, and then and then they picked it up and they, picked they called it up. her back and I was like, uh, well, they don't, picked it up specifically us. like. They, they were like, well, yeah, you know, she's like, oh, we don't want the show if she's not going to do it. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara is a fucking treasure. She is. She is, and and she is like done some screwball comedy parts, but yeah. you like believe her as like, when she turned into like, my child is lost in New York. Like, do, do you think anything out there is as dangerous as me? Yeah. When she turns to camera and says that, I'm like, oh yeah, 100% believe I her. Believe her. When she, she is when so good. When she's pleading had, yeah. with the people in the airport, yes. my heart is breaking. Yeah. Even as a child, my heart yep. was breaking. She she, her desperation is so palpable. It. Yep. Um, and so sad. Just yep. so terribly sad. Uh, and she knows she's a terrible mother. Yeah, she recognizes. And doesn't pretend that she's not. Yeah, she's like, listen, yeah, I fucked up. 
Yeah. I just I don't care right now. Judge me all you want. I got to fix the situation. Right. Either help or get out of the way. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times I get I get asked at the old Egyptology department. Yeah. Um, because they know I like movies and TV shows and stuff like that. I get asked, you know, who's my favorite actor? And I give them a couple of my favorite actors. And then I get, who's my favorite actress? And time and time again, I say, Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Yeah. And usually that's meant with, who's that? And wow. I'm like, and I'm like, well, there's a younger group of, of, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of coworkers sure. at the Egyptology department. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and then, but, but if I give a couple roles. Yeah, they know. They, they, oh, they're, they're, that's yeah, they know I'm like, is. she is so good, so good at so many different ranges of emotion. Is this our fourth Catherine O'Hara property? All right, well, what do we got? We got Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? Home Alone. What else was she in that we did? Uh, no, I mean, okay, so maybe just our second. Man, I would like to, I'm, I would be down to like do a, uh, like, Geek out on Catherine O'Hara sure. and just like watch a bunch of her things and her talk Moira about shit. How... So I know oh, she's right. so good as Moira. Oh, and yeah. I love in Shit's Creek that that's basically who she's playing—an yeah. older Moira. Yeah, yeah, so good. Anyway, do you have any more um raves? Uh, I I mean I I do, but I feel like I feel like we're we're going long. We're raving on the for raves. Days. Can yeah. I do one more? Yeah, please. One more. Please. One more, and then then we can move on. Yep. The um. The series of events that leads to Kevin being left home alone, the titular home alone. Yes. In the first movie is so well crafted. It's yes. completely believable. Right. That this family would leave this young child home alone for the holidays. Right. When they, because you can, if you've never seen the movie and you say what the premise is, it's easy to be like, how no, on no earth? Way. It's so, every aspect of it is, is the 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 attention to detail it all lines up right it's the lightning strike of of like this all just lined up and yep. it happened and you can't fault any of the things along the way like okay that would never happen right. everything that happens to would lead to 100 happen yeah the power going out the, his ticket getting thrown away because it got covered in milk the, right the everything the, the, uh, the, the phone's the going head down count. The, the head the count annoying with the kid, kid. everything yep. is it just lines up yep Perfect. And you're like, yeah, the, absolutely. Strong agree he, He'd be left home alone. And I I would be hard-pressed to to say I wouldn't find myself in that situation in 1990. With with a house full of, like, 17 people. Yeah. Little monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Listen to me, you little did, shit. Did, did they need to make it that believable? No. No, they didn't. And that's what we say a lot for raves. It's better than it needed to be. Right. And yep. it was tighter than... Uh, strong agree. Home sketch. alone. The kid gets home. He gets left home alone. Okay. And as done. evidence of that, no, we're gonna lay it all out. Home alone three. Yeah, home alone three does not put the effort in. No, and we're we're, we, we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, but home alone three does not put the effort it in. Does not in a lot of oh, areas, but specifically, yeah, in yeah. the setup for the kid being home alone, yeah. doesn't put. The we effort were talking in a little bit about home alone three yeah. off mic. Yep. But we're not talking about it. This episode. We're not because no. we are raving for days. Except we are. it is now time. For, I mean, we're professionals, rant. and listen, we, neither of us gave it a perfect hundred. There's yeah. there's some things to say. Yep. All right. Um, may, may I? Sure. I don't have many rants. I don't either. I have three. I also have three. Kevin is a psychopath. Yeah, I know he is. He has created a premeditated murder house mm -hmm. twice. Yeah. 
to end Harry and Marv's lives, mm-hmm. neither Harry or Marv should be alive. No. The injuries that they sustain in both movies should have ended their lives. Like, Daniel Stern taking those bricks to the face. He's dead. He, uh, dead. Dead after the first one. First break, that was five he stories up. He throws three more pinpoint accuracy. bricks with pinpoint accuracy. All to all to the to the front of his face, yeah. like dead. Yeah, three stories. Yeah, he the, he dials up the electricity on that generator. That's dead. He's dead. Dead. Um, Joe the, Pesci's Joe he has Pesci the kerosene bomb in the toilet. Dead. Like third degree burns. A uh, hundred pound bag of cement, cement dro- dropped yeah, from like five stories up. On de- dead. Neck They're broken. Dead. They're. Dead. He is a straight up remorseless psychopath. Yeah, they are dead. And we're supposed to, and he's unremorseful. Yeah. He's like, he says, you guys deserves this. He derives pleasure from the harm he inflicts on them. And, and, and on the other hand, Marv says repeatedly, He's just a little kid. Yeah, he keeps saying that. He keeps saying he's just a little kid. Yeah. Let's leave. I liked um this is I'm I am i am going to I'm sorry, I'm gonna That's rave okay. in some rants. I will allow it. I liked so Long time first listeners, movie, will you allow it? In the first movie, the line, oh yeah, he's just a little kid. Little kids are afraid of the dark. Yeah. And then in the second movie, he's, oh yeah, he's just a little kid. Little kids are scared of the park. Yeah. I was like, you didn't have to you do that. That was to. great. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the script or it's just stern, yeah. but well, uh, I, I, it's a great moment. But yeah. So I, it's a big problem that the protagonist, we're supposed to like this kid. Mm-hmm. He's he's sadistic. Oh, he yeah, is yes. unremorseful and he has murdered. Yeah. He has murdered four people essentially because Marvin Harry should not have it should, for all intents and purposes, be a different duo in the second movie because instead of jail, they should just be dead. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to say, like, I, I can suspend my disbelief and say that Marv and Harry could survive one, but be in no state to escape prison a few months later. Yeah. There is there is no way they're they're I alive mean, Harry got like a severe infection from the third degree burns yep. on his scalp yep. and died in prison. Yep. And I mean, it, like, they, there's no way they should survive too. One, one is lifelong damage. Yeah. Irreversible lifelong damage yeah. to these two people. And you should never see them again because they, they need right. medical attention for the rest of their lives. Two is dead at the first trap. Like, yeah. Dead at the bricks for yep. Harry. Um, and I guess it's a it's a one or two traps in, but dead at the kerosene bomb for, yeah. for Harry. Like they are dead. <laughs> and I, you know, that was that was so you know, a rant, a rant is anything that takes you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. And even as a child, I remember watching the murder house and just being like, you you can't, you don't get up from that. Like the drain pipe, you don't get up from that. Oh yeah. Like bouncing down this onto their they're dead. Four. Yeah. <laughs> You don't survive that. The kerosene bomb. How about the kerosene rope falling down into the basement? Dead. Every single one of of those traps should have resulted in their deaths. With the exception of maybe the tool chest, because it wouldn't have had that force the way it went down the stairs. 
I am but willing to every single. I I can't suspend my disbelief in the murder house. If because... this were a, if this were a a different type of movie, sure. Right? Um, much darker. Yeah. Okay. And they pull away at the end of two and show that Kevin McAllister is in a mental institute because the events of one snapped him. And what we've been, been watching, watching is, is like just, his retaliation yeah. of what he would do if he ever got his hands on, on the, Marvin on the sticky bandits oh, yeah. again. Like it's a fantastical setup. It's a fantastical location and it's way too gruesome of violence. If they pulled back and told me it was that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That, like every, all the events of Kevin's this movie make sense. It. This is his like, he's like is... digging like yeah. marks into the wall and yeah. drawing it out. Now that makes it for a very like, drawing different drawing it movie. with his own feces yeah. and like an institution. Sure. Sure. Very yeah. different movie. Very. Um, but I'd watch it. It like that feels to me more what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. Well, it's and that's, so outrageous. And that's, that's, um, that's one of my rants is that two is really hard to believe. Yeah. One is one of the things that makes one just a perfect little movie is that it's very believable yeah. from start to end. It's small skits, small yeah. stakes. Ta uh, two, Lost in New York. Yeah. It's, it starts off already a disadvantage of this is already hard to believe. Right. It's, it's already hard to believe that Catherine O'Hara's character isn't like militantly now watching Kevin right. to make sure he's he's showing up. Right. Um, and again, I'm even I'm even getting out of my mind that, you know, we now live in a post 9-11 world and and this is a pre 9-11 world where, yeah, you could make these mistakes in an airport well, and oh, stuff okay. like that. So that is my one. of I legitimately wrote this. Lost in New York is so unplausible, even in yeah. a pre 9-11 world yeah. that Kevin could get on the wrong plane like yeah. that. You can't just like run up to a gate and get on a, and like. It's so implausible. Yeah. Like they would not let the kid on yeah. the plane in that situation. And they, um, and, and then, and more so the most unplausible thing that of the movie that I found, it was that Marv and Harry would bump into Kevin on thing. the street. That's my big thing. There are is that, 8 million people yeah. on the Island of the, Manhattan. The, the sheer coincidence. Totally unbelievable. That the wet bandits. Sticky bandits. Sticky bandits. Now are running into the kid that put them in prison in a completely different city. And Harry immediately recognized I was just him. like, yep. Bullshit. And, and that's when I started to cock to this idea in my head that like, Oh, Kevin's, this, this is, is Kevin's, this is his, this is his this is Kevin's breakdown. fever, fever dream. Um, yeah. Of, cause like all of these things, whereas one was like, yep, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. That makes sense. Two was like, okay, I'll, all right. I'll allow okay, it. I'll follow along. I'll follow along. But it was always like, Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 buy it to go on this journey, but I can't look back at it and be like, oh, that was so perfectly. But you're yeah. right; it should have been a different. But I I would have cried if it wasn't Daniel Stern, right? At case of I, point, home yeah, on, home on three, waterworks, <laughs> waterworks. <laughs> Side note: I I thought <sighs> such, and I didn't notice this, but my wife did when we were watching it. Um, little detail, which is so good. Um, in the first movie, the Wet Bandits, their cover vehicle is a plumbing, plumbing van, van. Yep. and their tagline is "We specialize in flood control." Right. Oh, yeah, perfect. They didn't have to do that. Nope. Again, it it, did. it went to such better lengths than it needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, may I? Mm -hmm. The McAllisters are the definition of privileged and shitty people. They're horrible. Please. They, I, I, they forget their youngest child twice, yeah. 
they have no concern for him yep. until it is until there is a consequence for them. Yeah. Like they don't until like, yes, cat like the mom is like, Kevin, how do we do this? Blah, 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 blah. But it isn't until they like the police get involved, they're like, you better get home immediately. Mm. You better get to New York immediately that the dad and the rest of the family are like, oh yeah, we better get to we better get to New York and get our kid. Um and like they are the definition of like shitty privileged people from the suburbs. They're they have they're like terrible. But even their house is terrible. Like their house is like so boringly gaudy. Yeah. And ostentatious but yet mundane and cheap yeah and it's like they're the i don't know what the dad does well, but like he's the, the the definition of like that 1950s archetypal i don't know what the fuck is going on with my family yeah he he brings in yeah he's he's bringing in a lot of money i think the house had to be the way it was for the plot of this is the this is marvin harry's like that's their pinnacle. That's yeah, the house they want right. to get. Um, Everything else is just like, like uh, it's rich enough to have good stuff in it, but it's not so rich that it would be well protected. Right. Um, but there wasn't good stuff. In, you know what I mean? There was there was nothing. Yeah, I just I just mean for like two petty, two petty burglars. Who but are like just the like stuff that they had already pulled out of other houses mm -hmm. was nicer than anything in the McAllister's oh, house. I, I just figured the McAllister's seemed to be quantity. There was yeah. a lot of stuff in it that there was were a lot of shitty stuff. Um, I will say that Kevin's mom is legit nicer to him in the second movie. Yeah, she's 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 changed by she's, the experience. Yeah, she's terrible to him in the first movie. Yeah. Some of the things she says to him. Yep. Um, I get it. It's the it's a stressful time. It's the heat of the passion. She's just going off on her ten year old son. Yeah. But like he's a ten year old right little kid. Um. Some of the things she said is is wicked. She doesn't really say anything wicked to him no. in the second movie, so that's nice. The rest of the family is just as terrible to Kevin in the second movie as they are yes. in the first movie. No one there changes at all. No. They are terrible people. So when you see Kevin being this little shit to his family, um, but, but or you even did the, you little jerk? Yeah, like I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, you reap what you sow. You you made this little yeah thing, and and. Right. He's old enough now to be talking back the way you talk well, to him. Well, I, I always got the sense that they were like the perfect family until they accidentally had this last kid. Oh, interesting. So they all kind of um, it, it, resented him. Yeah, for it. it tipped the scale mm -hmm. that there was like one kid. Yeah, no, many. everyone hated him. And he says, I don't want to sleep in the attic. It's scary up there. Yeah. But that appears to be his room. It does seem to be his room. I mean, it's it's decked out it's yeah. not like they set up the one cot because the whole family is in it's, that it's appears decorated. to just like be his room oh, it does and he spends a lot of time up there yeah and you don't you don't you don't see another you space you don't see a room for him elsewhere right. in the in, in the in the movie i mean yep. when when everyone's gone and he's home alone he he's does, sleeping in yeah. his parents room correct um which which just shows that he his room is not comfortable he doesn't a, yeah he doesn't, exactly doesn't like it. um yeah no they're they're terrible which which brings me to possibly my my biggest no they're all pretty equal but buzz and especially uncle frank got yeah. no comeuppance i agree and they needed comeuppance they did they needed something bad to happen to them i agree um there is no 
Regret. Well, Buzz's room is destroyed. Buzz's like, room everything that trashed. Buzz owns is like destroyed. Is trashed. And so that's like the slightest bit of comeuppance for yeah. him. But I agree. Something, Something bigger, bigger and more needed consequential to needed to happen. And to then them. in the second one, Buzz gets rewarded, basically. Right. And Buzz is worse to Kevin in the second one than he is, than in, he the is in the first one. And he he has He's only rewarded at the end of it. Right. Um, is the second one where they're they're caroling and they, he, and yeah, they he, knock they're, over they're all the... Yeah, they're doing like a, a choir thing. Yeah. And he's he's making fun of Kevin while Kevin's doing a solo. A solo. And the entire audience is laughing, is laughing at, at right. Kevin while he's doing a solo. And Kevin turns around and pushes him. Right. Fairly, in my yeah, opinion. I, I strong agree. And Buzz falls down and takes everyone with him. And then the family's mad at Kevin. Right. And it's like everyone in the family saw what... Buzz was doing right. They have. There's no and, justification and for them Buzz, to be mad at. Let's Kevin. also let's also not forget that Buzz is older than Kevin considerably. Buzz is like like five to six years older. He than He should be held to a higher Much accountability higher standard, than yeah. his 11 year old brother. And Buzz is just getting off scot free. And yeah. I needed some comeuppance. I agree. Pate can to the face, <laughs> staple gun to the nuts, whatever. <laughs> but he needed like like, and that's it. That's the perfect that's fix it. for yeah. me. It's like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. one unsprung trap. Right. And like Buzz, Buzz walks it. into yeah. it at the end. Perfect. Or Uncle Frank. Or Uncle walks in, Frank. Yeah, Uncle one of them Frank walks into it. And he's, oh, I hated Uncle Frank. Uncle, I still and hate we're, Uncle we're Frank. We're meant to hate Uncle Frank. And they do a good job of making they us do. hate Uncle Frank. But if you're going to make me hate someone in a kid's movie, they need comeuppance by the end of I it. I agree. I agree. Because Uncle Frank does not get any punishment for being a just a, a jerk, cheapskate, yeah. terrible uncle. I agree. Um, I have one last rant. I also have one last I can forgive the first movie for its like kind of cookie cutter white bread lack of diversity. Sure. It's a very small, it's a very story. small story in a Chicago suburb. Yeah. And like it's, it's one family and two criminals, basically. one family and two cr criminals. I, I can forgive that or over uh, or overlook it at the least. Mm -hmm. It's 1990. It's, it's small, small stakes, small, yeah, small stakes. In, in a York. city of 8 million people in arguably the most diverse city in the world, mm -hmm. the lack of diverse casting and just the, its depiction of homelessness, being unhoused, and the circumstances by which you become unhoused mm -hmm. is criminal. Mm -hmm. I, I broke my heart and I didn't want my heart ever broken again. So now I live in the park with pigeons. Yep. And, and she is like the happiest like pigeon covered park dwelling yeah. person that you've ever met and her life so perfect. And she just hangs out in Carnegie hall all the time, mm -hmm. which was just fucking bullshit. And I, I've got a, it took me out. It's insulting. It's depiction of, uh, walks of life and it's, it's lack of, Authentic casting for New York. I, like in 1992, New York is still like the most diverse city oh, sure. on planet Earth. Yeah. And and just like the lack of capturing New York, the people who live in people New York authentic, authentically is, I, it's, I can't overlook it. It was so obvious in, its ca in, in the way it was cast and shot it's that it's, funny. it's really problematic, particularly in 2021 when you look at it. It's funny that... Um... Which this worked out so well this episode because we don't compare these ahead of time, but no. we're just ebbing and flowing into each other so perfect. My last rant that I want to talk about is the pigeon lady too because obviously they're trying to recapture 
Snow Shovel Slayer. Right. And they're just failing. All like, over the place. All over the place. Like, she is, she, she does not tug the heartstrings the way right. the Snow Shovel Slayer does. There's no depth to her, um, her journey from beginning of the movie to right, the end of the movie. Like, right, right, her right. big win at the end is that she gets an, a tree ornament from, from Kevin. From Ke Oh, and who, I texted this to you. will never forget her. I will never forget you. Woman whose name yeah, I don't, don't know. Even ask, don't even. She never says her she name. She never says her name. He has no way to reconnect with her. He does nothing to help her. Hey, super rich parents. We're living in this penthouse apartment yeah. for free. Yeah. Let's let my like friend who, who saved, saved my, my life. life. Yeah. Spend a night off the streets and take a shower. Yeah. Fuck you, John yeah. Hughes and Chris Columbus. They, um, what the hell? It was what the fuck. Whereas unforgivable. Whereas Snow Shovel Slayer was just so beautifully yeah. done. This this one fell so flat and felt so inauthentic. Yeah, and and the and like my heart was broken and I never want to trust anyone again. I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to be homeless anymore. Yeah, it's I'm it's, gonna I'm gonna go back to my life. Yeah, it's it's very. Um, Did she have like millions of dollars just sitting in the bank? Maybe. I mean, it's really criminal. It, it's, it's really criminal. And it's um, and it's lazy. It's it it's is lazy. Like what's you know, her, you know what's what it her is. Backstory. It's She's, the slide to Home Alone three. It is slide to Home Alone three. What is her backstory? Uh, she, her backstory is so. Yeah, her heart was broken. It's such. She bullshit. loves someone who didn't love her back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that happens it's a lot. A, a, a lot, lot of people. people. Um, and it's not even like we were happy and we, and we had a great life together and they died or, or like, and then we weren't happy and we got a divorce. It was just like, they didn't love me back. Yeah. And, and yeah, I it spent the like, rest of my life in the park. I, I, you know, we were married Fuck and we had kids and he, you. he went off with his secretary or whatever. No, it was it, like, he didn't love you back. That's yeah. allowed. Like that it's, is, it's, yes, it, it happens in the real world. Sometimes. And like, what a horrible depiction of like the motivations and wants and of women mm -hmm. and like what matters. Yeah. It's so lazy. You're like lazy is the perfect descriptor. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a big, miss. yeah, it was a big miss. Um, I can't believe that like got through the editing process. I can't believe like it got through the, the copywriting process or the copy editing process of like, um, could we maybe give this character a backstory? I think, at, I think at this point, 1992 Hollywood, I think at this point, the first had made so much they money give a shit. that they yeah. were just like, the second one's going to make so much money. Yep. That, um, and, and, and nowhere does it show more than that, that character. Yep. Which is upsetting. Very upsetting. But, um, it's a bummer. It is. She's a bummer. Not her. The, the way they yeah, the, her the crafting. Uh, okay, but I will rave about one part of her. The reveal of her when, when like, all the pigeons are starting to come Bench. around Kevin, and she, ra like, there's one pigeon. It's Batman. And then it raises up. Yeah, it was good. It's Batman. It was good. And it's shot in the same uh, part of Central Park. Yeah, they did it well. Or it's shot on the same set, if it's not Central Park, that they used for, um, like, where Danny DeVito's penguin, yeah, say, the penguin hangs parts. out. In it, Yeah, it's, it's, they, it's uh, either the same set or it's the same part of Central Park. That was nice. It was right. really well done. Um, you could overlay the Batman theme mm -hmm. with it. Long-time listeners, if you get some, some time on your hands, overlay the Batman theme of that scene. Yeah, she Share is the us. Batman of this movie. She is the bat, the bat. 
person, I guess, that person of, this movie. of this movie. Pigeon, pigeon lady. Pigeon lady. It's all the name we get. Yeah, never learns your name. We're going to be friends forever, and I'll never forget you. Yeah. I like to think that maybe he knew her name, but we, we weren't privy to it. I don't know. You'd like to think if more they effort. spent that much time I need, together. Yeah, that, I need more effort. At one effort. point, there was, a, there was a name. Let's um, go get some hot cocoa. My treat. It's the literal least. They do. they went and got cocoa together. They he did get better cocoa. Have learned his, better have learned her fucking name. Yeah. I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt that he did, and they just didn't make it. Into the Made, that, that's what got cut? That's what got cut. Her name. I mean, that makes me... It'd be that's, like, more upsetting. It would be interesting. We should we should look at the credits and see what she's The Donald as. remained in the movie, and he, they cut yeah, her. Like, that's, he, that's upsetting sketch. He... Well, I'm not saying they filmed a scene with her name. I'm saying like oh, story-wise, story-wise, it was they there. They spent a whole evening together at some point. I perhaps it need up. to see the script. I'm banging my hand on the table. Yeah. It makes great audio. Get on that. Chris I Columbus. need to see this. Well, he's dead. And as is John Hughes, I believe, is also dead. Someone. Someone. someone get on it. Yeah. Is John Hughes dead? Do we have control room? We don't need any. Confirmation to to say it. We'll just say it, I guess. R.I.P. John Hughes. Um, you will be missed. All right. Uh, does... Yeah, John Hughes died in uh, 2009. Oh, bummer. It, are there any uh, other rants, or, or should we move on to some BQs? Uh, that's my last rant. It's uh, time to go to see if you get some BQs. I got I'll couple. try and give you some big A's. I got some big I don't really BQs. have any big questions for this movie. No, it's it's pretty tightly, yeah. tightly done. Um. Here's uh my first, my first, okay. Hmm, which one should I go with? I'll go with this one. How could Kevin McAllister mm -hmm. clean the entire house top to bottom for when mom gets home, but leaves the gold tooth right on the floor right on where the it floor. fell? Yep. The one, it's almost like he was like, I'm only going to touch things that I had to do with. I right. did not have anything to do I with that. I didn't have anything to do with it. Well, must have I mean, been he, there all along. He knocked it out with the paint. Yeah, can. yeah. I mean, like, uh, he didn't place it there. Right. The he placed, oh, gotcha. Because he, he had to else. pick up the micro machines. He picked up everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Um, except for that gold tooth. It's right well, there. I mean, I guess the I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. And I will follow that up with how did he put the house back in order so quickly? So quickly. He was very responsible. I mean, the mom comes home cons like the the most time we we can give her between snow shovel slayer, yeah, and mom walking in the door four hours, yeah. He does a at great the, job at the most. So that's the Christmas magic in the movie. It is, but I will say again, I I like how it hang the the film. I like how like the movie resolves its like film noir moment with the tooth mm. nice because it goes to the the low dutch angle the mm -hmm. dad picks it up like, huh like where where's this yeah. and then we pan out and it, we've got like traditional like wide angle shots yeah, yeah. there are no close-ups on anything after that point yeah. and and to, like the like kind of resolves its own visually resolves as well as story. Isn't it nice? I mean, it shows you how much we like this movie. Even our BQs are ending with, with raves. With raves, right? You know? Um, sketch. I understand real world. Yeah. They're cartoon characters. No one's going to die. Yeah. How, how it, particularly in Home Alone 2, mm -hmm. how does Marv 
after taking four, four bricks, bricks to the, the face, face, a 100-pound bag of cement mm. to the head. Yeah, that's a tough one. The electric shock. The electric shock. Mm -hmm. How does he then climb out of the basement? Yeah, he's just spry. Physically, how like how he's does a, he physically? He's a spry guy. That's that's the best you've and done I'm, for I'm me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my answer is that all of two is Kevin's psychotic break after the events of one. That is literally my answer. Is that it none, of, none of none of it actually this is happens. possible? This is. This is Kevin's mind exaggerating it all. Okay. Because it's not possible. Right. In the way that one is possible. At all. Yeah. No. Okay. That's that's my best answer. And I in don't... my in my head, I'm I'm even starting to believe it. Okay. That two didn't I don't happen know in the real I'm, world. I don't know if I'm there yet, mm -hmm. but um, but I appreciate Yeah, sit on it a little bit. I appreciate your attempt. Watch it again. And next next time you watch it, <laughs> just keep telling yourself that. Kevin's just drawn Kevin's, on the wall with yeah, his own shit. Yeah, he's making all this up and yeah. see how it holds up. Okay. I'm, in, I'm interested to do it next time I watch it. You know it. what would be great? Uh -huh. if, if they shot now, uh -huh. they like pull back out of like, you just like close up on an eye and you pull back and it's just like an adult Kevin yeah. in a straight jacket yeah. just sitting there. That's what I'm talking about. Blank face, yeah. saliva dripping out of his mouth. Yes. One broke him. One broke him. But like adult Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah. He's been in there for so long. Yeah. That, and yeah. I'm okay. I'm all for it. And like, <laughs> and like, <laughs> that would be amazing. Buzz, Buzz uh, is just like next of kin and is like not trying to get him any help at all. So he's right. just like rotting away in the institution. I believe it. It lines up with Buzz. They did a commercial at one point where he's watching Angels with Filthy Souls, Filthy Souls as an adult eating popcorn. Oh, nice. What was the commercial for? I think it was like a Super Bowl ad a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. You look up the horror cut. And I'll look up the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, legitimate question. Does the family ever find out what occurred in one and two? I don't think so. They don't seem to care. No. That like there, there is nothing in two that that gives you the hint that they know what happened right. and they know he's gonna be right. just fine. The closest they get is when they're talking to the cops and the cop is like, has he ever been alone before? And they're like, oh, right. you're going to laugh about this. Right. But we're horrible people. Right. Um, but they don't go in like he was. Right. He not only was he home alone, but he excelled. He caught two criminals <laughs> like there is no recognition yeah. at all what he did. And nope. so and then at the end of two. um, Once again, they're just kind of playing it off like. Right. What? Where did all these presents come from? Who cares? Right, 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 right. Who, ca who cares where they all came from? Kevin did something zany in New York, and right. it's better just for him to know. We don't need to. We don't need, we to, need know. to know. Thanks, about that. Kevin. Yeah. No, I think the family is totally unaware that he has twice bested. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think necessarily he's hiding it from them. I think they are uninterested in his yeah. life. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They are they are straight up the definition of privileged shitty people. I mean, they never ask the question. If I was Kevin, it would be all I was talking about for that whole year in between the two movies. Oh, really, Buzz? Oh, really? Right. You know, you, you're you're his girlfriend. You're going out on a date <laughs> with, with your girlfriend. Um, I put two men in jail. Yeah. Do you want to be the third? Because I'll set you up. I, I killed two men. Do you, Do you want to be the third? Do you know the story behind the um the photo of Buzz's girlfriend? No. Do oh, you? I do. The um whoever I don't know which person 
the the writer or the producer or whoever. Okay, but, sure. but when when the idea came to um you're you're gonna show Buzz's girlfriend and it's going to be a very ug- ugly little girl. Yeah. They felt too bad of like casting a quote ugly little girl for this movie. Okay. So their son was willing to dress up as a girl and take the picture. <gasps> wow. For, for that. That's amazing. I think that's so nice. I like that Kevin looks at it and goes, woof. Woof, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder if he knew. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. Okay. But I thought that was a, a delightful that's little That's fantastic. Delightful little talk. Look at us raving again. We're raving about all, everything in these movies. All right. I have one last BQ. Okay. I don't know if you have okay. any more. I do not. Okay. Um, and And again, legitimate. What? What tips off Tim Curry's suspicions to Kevin? Because he is immediately suspicious of Kevin. Right. Um, well, I think he's just good at his job to know that, like, this is not, this is not okay. Like, I imagine there aren't any other kids in this. This has never happened right, before. Right. And and Kevin is not dressed like a well-to-do. But I was looking around the yeah the the lobby and there were others who were yeah. who were dressed in casual christmas i like to call it casual casual christmas christmas casual so um but here's the thing and and, and I, I agree with you who's doing his job but he doesn't do his job with like concern like little boy yeah where's your family are you okay right. you're lost in new york yeah he he immediately is like this kid's pulling something yeah this, okay this kid's pulling something immediately that's true um, and I just, I like to think there's a backstory where like, this is the third kid that's gotten a free room <laughs> on his watch. And he's like, never again, never again. Every kid who comes in here, I'm grilling because he's like just that. immediately boom. Yeah. This is not the first time this has happened. Yeah. This is, he has that look of, yeah. this isn't the first now. Not going to fool me again. Fool me twice, not three times. Right. I'll be out on the street by New Year's if, <laughs> if I let another kid stay here free. Um, I have one last big question. Oh, okay. So it was, uh, it was a rave. I was sorry. It was a rant. It was a big question that turned into a rant that I'll leave as a big question. Okay. How the fuck oh, does Kevin rewind and fast forward to the appropriate parts of his story mm. on his talk boy? Yeah. I, With I, I such know. ease. I didn't care much for the talk boy. I didn't either. Um, it was, you know, that was... Except as a, as a sound engineer, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, the... It was all product The placement. idea is cool, but it was a little too all-powerful. Yeah, it was It was the doctor's screwdriver. Yeah, it was, what do you need it to do? Right. It can do that. Yep. You know? Um, yeah, very frustrating. Even the same thing, like, he... You almost needed a scene before he, he records his quote-unquote father right making the room he almost needed a scene where like he was listening into someone else making a reservation right so he knew what to say right because otherwise he's just saying everything he needs to do leaving the pauses answering questions that are going right. to be asked it was it didn't make yeah it's pretty unbelievable and again it leads to my theory that that I, I guess this is my official christmas sketchy theory <laughs> home alone 2 lost new york did not actually happen in the world of kevin McAllister. it happens only in his broken mind. Okay. I like that answer. I I think that the the snow shovel slayer did save Kevin from the wet bandits, mm-hmm. but it was too late. Not physically too late, but it was like mentally too late. When Kevin was facing death and finger right. digestion, it broke him. 
and he never recovered. And everything following that is is um in his mind. Even the end of one, because you would like to think that Snow Shovel Slayer would be like, I'll, I'll let me get you home and, and talk to your parents. No, right. they're not home. They're not home? For how long have right. they not been home? Right, right, right. You're going to stay with me until the police get here, kind of a thing. Instead of being like, okay, well, I saved you from them. And, uh, all right, head home. Santa's coming. So, yep. And then, you. you know, it's like such a perfect little ending of mom getting home and the house is all put together. I think it basically answers all of our big questions. I think it really does answer all of our big questions. I agree. Wow. Impromptu, sketchy theory. The events of Home Alone 2 and the little bit of Home Alone 1 are just the uh, the, the the fractured remnants of reality that exist within Kevin <laughs> McAllister's post-traumatic mind. I love it. Fantastic. For the holidays. Shades, can you go easy on the Pepsi? Because if you drink one more, you're going to wet the bed. That's that's fair. And we, we, and we, we are, already packed the plastic we are, sheets. We are sharing the pullout. Yeah. No one's here. But, but it's a Christmas tradition that we always share, share the, the same yeah. same bed I will. on Christmas Eve. But you drink one more Pepsi, you're gonna wet the bed. That Math was checks. that was Kevin. This I mean, my, that was this Macaulay Cogan's two liter. I've just been I've just been downing them yeah. this whole episode. I know. I've been watching and thinking about those plastic sheets <laughs> that we packed away. Um, that was that was um, oh. Macaulay Cogan's like real life brother, right? Who was playing Fuller. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was a familial resemblance. It was like, yeah, yeah I buy a, these two or yep. siblings. The, with the rest of his siblings, I'm like, I'm not nope. seeing the familial re resemblance, but nope. okay. I guess, I guess the, the one boy, actually, all right, both boys have red hair, just like mom. But no, Kevin but no, seems those the, are, um, <gasps> do you think Kevin is illegitimate? It's possible. No, the, the kids with red hair are all Uncle Frank's kids. No, Buzz has red hair. Buzz has red hair, but then the other and then and so the, and so then, the the McAllister kids that are are it's Buzz. Yeah, and he's got two sisters and one other brother. Two sisters. No, the the kid Fuller is Uncle Frank's. Yeah, kid. Fuller is Uncle Frank's kid. There's the kids, a, the kids with glasses are Uncle Frank's kids because okay. there's a there's a and then um, Heather is the daughter of, of Peter's the brother, brother who's in France. Is in France. Yeah, and and she has a brother too. So yes. the two of the so who is played by um uh Pete. Uh, yeah, Pete but Pete. I thought that was Kevin's That's brother. Ke oh yeah, okay. So it's Buzz, Buzz Pete. But then but then Pete isn't in second, the second one, right? Some oh, of the kids are remember. missing in the second one. I thought the kids who were missing from the second one were the kids who went to France. We'll check on this for we'll, the midstream. Yeah, yeah. We'll get the whole McAllister family tree. We will for the midstream. And, and maybe that's maybe Kevin is so hated because he almost broke the family because he's an illegitimate child. Oh, maybe. Guys, he doesn't are, resemble any getting, of his siblings. We are getting dark. You are what the French call les incompetents. <laughs> You're all terrible. You're all terrible. They're the definition of privileged and shitty. Hi, I'm your ten-year-old brother asking for help. What do I pack? Ugh. Get the God, fuck Kevin. out of here. I don't know what to pack. Is it true French chicks don't shave their pits? Oh, my God. Well, Buzz is gross. Buzz is, yeah. He needed to come up and see. He needed he one last, one last uh, I'm with you, unsprung trap. I'm with you. You need I've... a blowtorch to the face. <laughs> to the face? Kevin, oh why God. is there a blowtorch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn, I put everything away except that one blowtorch oh, on the toilet seat. Amazing. Bummer. Um, I think that brings us to 
Shades and Sketch Recommendations. Holiday edition. Mine's not really holiday. Mine's not either. But it's, it is the holidays. It so. is. Um, do you want to go first? Um, sure. I will recommend a, um, a YouTube series that I've recently gotten into a lot. And I actually, I've made it my little daily routine that I watch one episode every day at lunch. Oh, wow. Because um, I'm really enjoying it. It's called Tasting History with Max Miller. Okay. And uh, Max Miller uh, was, what's it called? Furlong? Fur- from work? during the furloughed, pandemic furloughed Fur- okay so um so he, from from work during the pandemic and he is not a chef a classically trained chef he's just a guy who likes food and he likes history and so he kind of took it upon himself just a little pandemic project to just research the history of food and like ancient recipes hmm. and then see did if you he... tell me about this no because this is i just found it but i've watched someone similar has things. told me about this so he he um he's kind of tasked himself with like recreating recipes from antiquity, like as authentically as possible. And, um, he's, he's very charming as a, as a host. And he's, um, he's quite funny. He's, he's quite charismatic. He used to work for Disney and he was like, he was like one of the character actors. Like he, he was like princes and stuff like in the park. So he's very charismatic and he plays to a camera very well and everything. He's not, he's not smug Gaston. No, no, no. Okay. No. Um, and anyway, so he, you can tell that he's just kind of like a bit of a history geek. Like this yeah. stuff really like gets him and then he makes things the best as he can, but he's, he's not a cook by any right. means, right, but right, he's, right. he does it. And he's just like uncovered all of this history. Um, every episode he introduces, a, a you know, a food or a recipe. And then, um, while it's cooking, yeah. uh, he goes over the history of that thing and then he, he tries it and That's it's like, cool. Oh, how, you know, how does this taste? And a lot of times it surprises them that like some of these things are rather complex and rather delicious. And right. why don't we make this anymore? And we're all, in, we're lazy ingredients that are, um, you know, so obscure that they're almost extinct that we, yeah. we don't use anymore that, you know, thanks to the, the glory of the internet, you could, you can fly in these spices or, or oh, wow. these things and, and um, so he started uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I've just been watching the back catalog, like make, making my way through it. And I just got to the point where um, he actually it, it, it took on such a following that he actually quit his job. They were willing to bring him back because the pandemic was. Wow. And he was like, I really had to soul search about this. And I loved working for Disney, but I think I'm loving this even more. That's and amazing. You all seem to really like it, and I'd like to keep doing it. So I told them I won't be returning, and I'm that's amazing. I'm doing this now, and um, you know, it's just it's a channel I I watch. It's 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 feel good. It's fun. Um, you could tell he has a real interest and a real passion in this. You learn a little history. You learn a little food. I I'm a sucker for food history. You are a sucker for food history. And uh, so I'm I'm excited to um to to see where he goes the, and the the what i really like what i really appreciate is that uh you know he started with what he could find which yeah. was like old middle ages recipes some things from like ancient rome ancient greece things like that um but now that he's like got such a following and he's right. got all of these um like people who contact him they're helping him like oh you know source material you know my my family you know we're we're chinese and we've been making this for generations and like and so now he's like broadening and it's just global cuisine these things that um and so and the thing that blows me away 
is his pronunciation because I am horrible at pronunciation. I have a hard enough time with English. And if I try to do anything <laughs> in any other language, I butcher it. And you can tell that he practices these terms and these languages so well that yeah. when he speaks, it's it's just like normal English, normal English, normal English. Very good Chinese. Normal wow. English, like, and like just of the name of the dish. Yeah. Like he's not, or the, the emperor that made it famous or, sure. you know, whatever. Hey, he's gone to South America, China, um, the Damn. Middle East, like just all over the place. Sp oh, the one that was tough for me. I don't, I mean, he didn't care for it much either was Spartan uh, blood soup. Oh, um, that he made that, that as authentically sounds... as possible. And he said it was pretty flavorless, actually, but it was, it was, it's a black food and there's not a lot of black foods that are appetizing. So I, uh, I don't, what, I don't know what that means. Like it's literally black. The color of it oh, dear. is just black and is soup. It, is it just like drained blood? Blood is a major ingredient in it. Oh, dear. It's it's basically uh, a pork stew with little pieces of pork and oh, sauteed boy. onions okay. and some spices. I'm out. But, I'm not feeling great. But a lot of um, blood. Um, but anyway, a lot of like gingerbread yeah. and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. cakes and... and um, sauces and drinks and you lost me at blood stew. and a lot of times he's like make this this was so easy yeah i don't know why we're not eating this make this you have no excuse uh so tasting history of max miller if you're at all interested in food history or you just like watching someone charming and charismatic talk to you for 20 minutes um and you just need a little break from your day i think it's a it's a great youtube channel tasting history of max miller fantastic Sketch, I am going to recommend the 1941 John Huston movie, Maltese Falcon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I love film. Mm -hmm. I'm a big movie hound, and I love film noir. And I think this is the, I think this is the definition of classic film, film noir. And interestingly enough, not the original Maltese Falcon. There was an, an earlier version of the Maltese Falcon. So this was already in 1941. They were already, already doing, doing remakes. remakes. Um, so if you think Hollywood's not doing anything original, I mean... They haven't for a while. They haven't for a long time. Um, but I, I think it is the quintessential film noir. Um, and I, I really think there are a lot of... There are a lot of nice homages in Home Alone... Mm -hmm to Maltese Falcon, particularly the framing of Harry and Marv whenever they enter a space, mm -hmm. is very Maltese Falcon to me. And there's just, there's just a feel to film noir um, that you're, when, you, when you're watching it and then what you're left with afterwards. And, I mean, it's, uh, the cast is just ridiculous. Uh, Humphrey Bogart, Mary Astor, Gladys George, Peter Laurie. Uh, just classic Hollywood actors. Um, I really, I really hope film noir is a version of film that comes back. And and we've kind of embarked on neo noir. Um, something like a like a Fifth Element is kind of like a neo film noir. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I think it's an underappreciated style of filmmaking that is perfect for the 21st century. Um, but as a device to tell new stories because the whole point of film noir is it's like a gritty, hopeless world sure. that our characters are cast against and, uh, insurmountable odds, hopelessness, 
like hyper violence and ill remorse and 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 just the visual style combined with that storytelling I, I think it's an it's certainly unappreciated now as as a device for filmmaking but I, I think there's a lot of ground to cover with the genre and uh aspiring you know aspiring filmmakers out there uh or you know forget aspiring I think this is a great uh genre of film to revisit and uh no better no better vehicle for that than Maltese Falcon the awesome. 1941 cut specifically specifically the 1941 Maltese Falcon yeah you don't happen to have an easy place to, to find that do you uh it's I mean yes if you oh if you have HBO Max it is readily available Ooh, nice. it is part of the Warner Brothers catalog that's so nice yeah you can just watch it very good excellent I mean I have a copy you can write into the show I'll send you I'll send you my copy there you go uh, you need a you need a Betamax yeah for that yeah but uh, they're out there they're out there yeah I could also send you the laserdisc version or the uh, thirty five millimeter cut so there you go yeah. get on that guys I could send you the my uh, my copy of the Maltese Falcon and you could recreate your own there you go plenty of opportunities yeah. out here all right good two good recommendations for the holiday season yeah some people have some time off for work and then these are two good things yeah to, get some. Uh, Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Sketch, you going to take anything? Oh, I mean, speaking of our recommendations, I am taking this uh, this box set of the Angels with Filthy Souls trilogy. Oh, trilogy. Yeah, little known fact. The whole story ends with angels with the filthiest souls of all. Really? Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to I pop can't that, wait in, to pop that in and, and, and give it a watch. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to get out of paying for so many pizzas. <laughs> Keep the change, <laughs> you filthy animal. I'm oh going to start God. bringing filthy animal back in my in my vocabulary. It's a choice. It's, it's a, a strong choice. choice. It's a strong choice. It's a strong choice. Um, and smooching. There, yeah, there you go. Thanks for asking, Sketch. Uh, I'm going to take the talk boy. Oh, really? I, I think it's going to make my, my life as a sound engineer much easier. Yeah, it's magic, basically. It is. It's just... You just think of what you need, and it and there it is. It and I mean the the microphone on that thing is it's just fantastic, fucking amazing. Did you hear how clear Uncle Frank was from the door? Crystal clear. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't capture any background Nothing noise. Nothing else. It was almost like Uncle Frank was like in a sound. It, sound it's loop. like he was in that little talk boy. Yeah. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, Uncle, Uncle Frank, Frank is like, oh, lead no. pipe to the face. Oh, boy. That is tough. We got a pile oh, of bodies at the bottom sketch. of these stairs. You know, I'm starting to think that we weren't home alone in this house. I think we should get the hell out and of here before family we get is a, a pant can oh, pan to the face. Okay, one thing I wish had happened. Kevin this, murdered his whole family. No. Too dark. But remember last year when we did Muppet Christmas, Family yes. Christmas? Yep. And remember how everyone who watch out to for the icy patch? Watch out for the icy patch. I wish every, oh, every when they family all approached, member when they came Well, I mean, in, that's a great question. How did the ice on the stairs melt I wish, for the mom to come home and everybody to come in? Yeah, they all should have, like, I wish. Yeah, I wish we had that where yeah. they don't even say anything. You just see the physical gag of right. each of them. Like, whoa. whoa. Um, that would have been great. I, I think Snow Shovel Slayer, like, salted it, salted took it a little bit. Took care of it. Um. But, you know, whatever. I think that would have been fun. Um, but still, guys, we had so much fun with Home Alone. And thank you for geeking out with us and, yeah. and taking a moment from your holiday to spend it with us. And it's, you know, what is this? Fourth? I mean, uh, I think we're yeah. I think we're a, a bona fide holiday tradition now in your in your uh, in your household. I know. Uh, I like I like that sketch. We're a bona fide holiday tradition. Tradition. Absolutely. 
you get you get a glass of nog and you pull up the shades in the sketch and you geek out for however long we've been geeking out. Two hours? That's been fun. I agree. Yeah. So I'm Shades. I'm Sketch. We are the Geeky Bandits. We are the Geeky Bandits. <laughs> Coming to a neighborhood near you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh well now it's ominous to say it, but Crowbar's up. We'll see you next Ooh. time. <laughs> Bangerang. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting Geeking Out, visit us at our website, shows.acast.com slash geekingout. You can email the show at gowithshadesandsketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative, LLC. All rights reserved, 2021. Yeah.